God, it's amazing how many times we can read the scripture and read a few sentences about a blind man and so easily just pass that by. But God, you've spoken to me differently as I've studied for this sermon. and We thank you for the way that you love us. We are, in fact, all blind. And you've made us to be able to see. We love you, God. We thank you for this, this passage today, and we pray, Lord, that you would speak to each one of us in exactly the way we need to hear you, God. Give us ears to hear what it is you have to say. And so we thank you for this, this passage, Lord. You're just so good. We're so undeserving, but we thank you that you love us anyway. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, what a good morning. I mean, I'm so thankful for our tech guys. I'm thankful for our band. I'm thankful for all the people that just pour into this service. I mean, we got to, we got to worship this morning, God. We, we got to baptize people. I mean, what a beautiful thing to see people in families saying, this is how we will commit to raising our children, or this is the proclamation I want to make. I mean, this is a good day. God loves us. He loves you. And we're just glad you're here. I'm Pastor Jamie Kendrew. And uh, thanks for being with us this morning. We're, we're currently in a series called Face to Face with Jesus where we're talking about the different encounters uh, that people have with Christ. And each one of us has a story that we can tell. And what's funny to me is there's some of you sitting out there that you don't even realize you're a part of this story yet. But I promise you this, Christ is speaking to you. And so the question I ask is, are you listening a couple of weeks ago, I had this really ridiculous encounter. Um, it reminded me out of a scene of an old movie from the, from the 90s that I'm not going to say what it is, but it was this epic moment where it was a snow day, and I was driving home from some classes, and while I live in Cranberry, which is mostly flat, there's these wee little hills every now and then. And so I was on this road, and on this little bit of a grade, it, it looked like uh, Snowmageddon happened. There was ice everywhere, there was snow everywhere, and I was probably driving at a ridiculous speed of about five miles an hour. And at the top of the hill, I thought to myself, there's a stop sign coming up, I should probably pump the brakes a little bit. Slammed it in the four-wheel drive, had it in like half a gear, and I hit the brakes, and I started to slide out of control. There was so much snow on the road. Now, I wish I could tell you this was like a scene out of Fast and the Furious, where I was going like 95 miles an hour, and I was sliding, and there was not even a second to scream, and I had to get control of my car. And I mean, it was like a two and a half mile per hour, out of control. <laughs> and then I just kind of quit screaming, because I still had about 50 yards to go before what was in front of me was going to be met. Because, see, I hit the brakes... And there was a woman literally 50 yards away, down at the end of the hill, stopped at the stop sign. And I thought for sure, ah, you know what, she'll move, she'll see me, she'll see me lollying down. And sure enough, as I'm screaming, ah, she's not moving. She begins to pull out and then she hits the brakes and I notice that she's not moving anywhere. Um, and I'm sliding closer and closer and closer at this accelerated speed of two and a half miles an hour. And I'm actually slowing down as I'm going. And it's this epic moment where I can't do anything. I'm turning the wheel. I'm, I'm getting out trying to push my car in the front to get it to stop. That didn't really happen. I'm going up knocking on the lady's window saying, can you please go? Then I get back in. That didn't happen either. But it felt like that. 
This slow motion, out of control train wreck was about to happen. There was nothing I could do about it. And I'm laying on the horn for about 35 minutes and she won't move. The cars in the intersection that are now watching this epic play unfold are trying to wave the woman on. There's a guy walking his dog over to her window saying, hey, you may want to move. He's coming slowly. (laughs) And she doesn't move. So about four hours later, when I finally get there, I go, no! Bing. And it was like, you know, this little tap, tap, and there was like $74,000 worth of damage to everybody. Okay? But it was just this ridiculous moment where I was out of control, heading towards this wreck. There didn't feel like there was anything I can do about it. And you know what's really funny? Is all of our lives are like that. We are in a slow motion train wreck waiting to happen, aren't we? We can see these things coming, and in fact, we sometimes make the choices that lead to these collisions and train wrecks. But you know, our life doesn't have to end in a disaster. Because we have somebody that loves us, that's willing to rescue us, who's willing to hit the pedal with the stop sign. She could have moved. Oh, Just kidding. But we have a Savior who loves us, and our life doesn't have to end in a wreck. Have you ever been in one of those moments where all you could do is just scream? You know God hears you in those moments. God hears you when you cry out and you're not even making sense to yourself. God hears your heart. And today we're going to encounter a man named Bartimaeus. And I have to be honest with you, I've read this story so many times, and you know, this is like the third time God's healing people. Uh, he's healing the deaf, mute guy. He's healing a blind guy. And this is just Jesus being Jesus again. You know, there's a blind guy, you're healed. But it's, that's not how it is. Because you see, these scriptures really happen. They're, they're real and they're alive. And, and the story of Bartimaeus is fantastic. And so I want to encourage you to open your scriptures to Mark 10 with me right now. And I want you to get to verse 46. And I want us to stop for a minute. And I want us to really get into the mind of this story. Because all too often we look at this story from the outsider's perspective. And say, oh, that's nice. Jesus healed a blind man. But what do you think this story meant to Bartimaeus? Do you have your Bibles open? Okay, I want you to close them now because you have lost the ability to read. And I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to imagine what it would be like to never be able to read the words of God. There's no Braille. In fact, the only access to this holy word that you have is at the mercy of people who are willing to stop And talk to you. Which in this culture, a blind beggar is a throwaway. Somebody's not even worth the time. Bartimaeus can't read. He can't study the scriptures. When someone says, I would love to just go look at that purple sunset. He doesn't even know what purple means. Let alone the sunset. He feels the wood, but he can't tell you what brown is. He can feel the water, 
but he's never seen it ripple. And this is his story. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples together were with a large crowd, they were leaving the city. And a blind man named Bartimaeus, his name being son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and they told him, shut up, be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and he said, call him. So they called to the blind man, hey, cheer up. On your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, Jesus said. Your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. You can open your eyes now. What would it have been like to be Bartimaeus? When we look at his life and we look at his story, there's a couple of things that really stand out to us. It should stand out to us. And I'll be honest with you, they didn't stand out to me right away. The first is this. Where did Bartimaeus' faith come from? He's blind as a bat. Blinder, in fact. Bartimaeus never saw Jesus do miracles. Bartimaeus could never see what God was doing around him. In fact, the only thing that Bartimaeus could do was be blind, and not only be blind, but be poor. It says that Bartimaeus was a beggar, and so not only did he have the blindness to contend with, now he was poor. He had nobody taking care of him. If you were a beggar in this time, or excuse me, if you were blind in this time, and you came from a fortunate household, there was at least luxuries and certain things that could could make your suffering a little eased. But Bartimaeus didn't have that. He didn't have anybody. He was a beggar on the side of the road, left there asking for food. Where did he encounter Jesus that would cause him to have faith to cry out in the way that he did? You see, the origin of his faith is is an interesting story. And what we can assume from reading scripture is that as a beggar, he sits either on the exit or the entryway of the city, is where all the beggars sit. As people came in and out of town, they often had cash with them. And and so they they would leave him a little bit of something. And so it was a lucrative place to sit. And so we can only imagine that Bartimaeus, sitting on the edge of town, was beginning to hear murmurings and stories of something that was happening down the road. Because you see, there was this man from Nazareth. Rumor has it that there was this deaf-mute person. person couldn't hear, person couldn't speak. And rumor has it that this person was healed. And everybody's talking about it. In fact, the people are talking about it so much that as they're walking to their different destinations, they're probably talking about it as they're entering the city of Jericho. 
Then there's this other story where Jesus, with his sense of humor, spits into the ground and makes a little bit of mud. And and there's this blind guy that, that Jesus heals by slapping some mud on his eyes. And it's beautiful because... He's actually communicating in that guy's language, you know. He can't really see, so he's, he's feeling that the words of Jesus and the spit in the mud as he touches his eyes. And, and the story's being told that this Jesus, this, this guy just came along and he healed this blind man. And I'm sure that as people are enter, entering Jericho, they're telling these stories. And who's sitting alongside the road but Bartimaeus? He cannot see Jesus but he hears of this man that can heal the blind. What if there was a doctor in this room who could heal your cancer? And he was sitting in the back of the room. What would you do to get to him? Whatever your ailment is or your thing in life, nothing would stop you from getting to that sure solution, would it? So Bartimaeus is hearing these stories, and it tells us in the scriptures that, that when they came to Jericho, that, that Bartimaeus had heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, so his faith came from somewhere. And you know where it came from? It came from people who had experienced Jesus actually talking about it. And church, I want to tell you this. If you have experienced Jesus Christ in your life, don't be quiet about it. You never know who is listening to you. You could be in the bathroom at a Penguins game and talking about something that God did in your life and there could be a little kid over in the stall who hears you. That's ridiculous, but I'm telling you, so's this story. God works in ridiculous. He has given you a story. He has put himself inside of you, not so you can be quiet about it. Tell the story of what God has done in your life. Praise God for these families and people who stood up today and told a story of something that Christ did in them. I am changed. I am different. Get me in that water because I want everybody to know that I want to live for Christ. That's telling a story. And church, we're called to tell a story For the sake of Christ, because of guys like the Bartimaeus, who had faith. He had never seen Jesus before, but he had faith because he had heard about him. He had heard about this guy. And so where does his origin of faith come from? It came from hearing people talk about it. It came from hearing people talk about this man Speak about this man who healed the blind. Church, speak about your faith. The story continues on. Because you see that whatever it was that Bartimaeus heard about, it led him to action, didn't it? Because here he is, a beggar, sitting on the side of the road, and Jesus walks by. And when he finds out that it's Jesus, it causes him to speak. What does he say? Does he get lofty words? Does he prepare himself? Does he try to get cleaned up? Nothing like that. He screams out. And he knows that the one that can heal his his ailment, the one that can heal his brokenness, is here. And isn't it funny that if, if Bartimaeus didn't actually believe in who Jesus was, he probably would have sat there and just shut up, right? But he doesn't do that. Bartimaeus is not silent. In fact, when he cries out, the crowd tells him, shut up, we're trying to hear what Jesus is saying. Be quiet, no one wants to deal with you. 
We'd all like to believe that if we were a noble character in those days, we would have stood beside Bartimaeus. We would have helped him up. We would have said, here he is, Jesus. But every time we go down to a Steeler game or into the city of Pittsburgh, we quickly turn our eyes from the poor and the beggar, don't we? Because it's just uncomfortable. I don't want to deal with that. But we're called to take care of those who can't take care of themselves, and that's a whole other sermon. But when Bartimaeus was told to shut up, he demonstrated that he genuinely believed in God because he didn't just shut, he, he didn't shut up. He screamed all the more loudly. And think about what he said. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He didn't come with eloquent or fancy words. He didn't kneel down and curtsy and say, Oh, great God of thunder and lightning. He simply brought his broken need and he screamed it out. You know, church, we're just like Bartimaeus. We're, we're broken and we're poor. And, and God wants us to scream out to him. He wants us to confess our need to him. Do you know that? That God desires for you to scream out and confess your need to him and he will have mercy on you. In Psalm 17, 6, it says, I call on you, my God, for you will answer me. Turn your ear to me and hear my prayer. And I promise you this, when you cry out, Jesus hears you. And he will answer your prayer in accordance to his will, not your will. In accordance to his will. And I love what happens next because, see, Bartimaeus knows that it's Jesus Christ. He cries out to Jesus. Would you have the courage to cry out to Jesus in this way? He risks humiliation. He gives up on being popular and he just cries out to Jesus. And then it says this, that Jesus stopped. And he looked at the crowd. He looked at his disciples and he says, bring him here. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man. Cheer up on your feet, he's calling you. And see now Bartimaeus' faith leads to action. Because it doesn't say in the scripture that he was helped up and they got him a cane and a walker and they walked him over to Jesus. But what it actually says is this. It says, he threw his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and he went to Jesus. Does it say he was led to Jesus? No. Does it say there was a group of orderlies that came along? No. Bartimaeus blindly jumped to his feet. He took steps of faith and he ran to the cure. Bartimaeus threw his cloak aside. Do you get the significance of that? You don't have to be made up to go to Jesus. You don't have to already have your image together. He wants you to come to him naked and broken. Now, Bartimaeus had pants on, but he wasn't worried about the earthly things. It says he threw his cloak aside. He didn't worry about getting in front of the mirror and make sure he had his church clothes on nice and ironed. He went to Jesus broken and blind, taking steps of faith because he heard the voice of God. Are you hearing the voice of God? Maybe the Holy Spirit's stirring in you, but yet you're afraid to stand up because you can't see how it's going to end. I promise you this. God 
wants us to take ridiculous steps of faith. Don't worry about what you look like. Listen to me. You're all ugly. (laughs) I'm right there with you. We're all ugly. And the only way we can become beautiful is to go to Jesus. I don't care how much you try to dress it up. We're ugly because we're sinful. But when we go to Jesus, he makes us beautiful and he makes us into what we're supposed to be. Isn't that good news? I've looked in the mirror. That's great news. God is good and he wants to make you beautiful. He wants you to take blind steps of faith towards him. Don't worry about getting it together now. Get it together after you've confessed to him. And I love how this this is so good. Jesus, for the sake of everybody around him, then asks a question. I mean, Jesus knows what's up. He knows what he's coming for. And Jesus says to him, what can I do for you? Really? You know why Jesus asked that question? For us. He asked that question for the people around him. And I love Bartimaeus' response because, again, it's not a churched up, I'm going to make pretend everything's okay. It's, I want to see. A simple statement of what his need was. Do you know that prayer doesn't need to be a difficult, encumbering thing? That prayer is simply you going to God and either singing praises to him or telling him what your need is. You don't have to pretty it up. He knows who you really are. He just wants to hear it from you. He knows the need. And your dad wants to hear it from you. And it says in that his response was, Rabbi, I want to see. And Jesus said, Go. Your faith has made you, has healed you. Now we think this is a great story, but I want you to imagine that you have never seen the face of your family. You've never seen a sunset. You've always felt the light of the sun, but you've never seen it. That You don't even know how to relate to what colors are. And in a moment... Bartimaeus can see that that blueness in the sky. Like, what is that? The white clouds. Bartimaeus can see. And you know what he opens his eyes to? This is beautiful. Because when God gives us sight, do you know what we open our eyes to? The face of Christ. Standing before Bartimaeus is the one who healed him. And he looks at the face of Jesus Christ. And what I love about this story is Bartimaeus doesn't instantly say, I'm going to go, I'm going to climb a mountain, I'm going to go and I'm going to go look at the water, I'm going to go and I'm going to go to a museum and look at paintings. He doesn't get worried about anything external. He doesn't say, I'm going to go and look at my family for the first time. Because when he sees the face of Jesus, that need in his life is completely fulfilled. And do you know what Bartimaeus does? Even after Jesus gave him permission to leave, he follows Christ. It says he immediately went with Christ. He received his sight and he followed Jesus.
Now the disciples were walking out of town. Bartimaeus knew that this was his only chance. This was his only moment to cry out to God. And because he took a step of faith and cried out to God, he was healed. And I promise you this, God is knocking at all of our hearts. He wants to heal you. Won't you get up off the ground? Won't you cry out to him? And won't you follow him? How beautiful is that? Jesus told Bartimaeus, go. Bartimaeus said, not a chance. I wouldn't miss seeing what you're going to do for anything. Bartimaeus only had pants on people. Nowhere does it tell us he went back and got dressed. It says he immediately went with Jesus. Can you imagine this group of preachers walking through your town and there's this half-naked guy coming into town? Like, what's this guy's story? But you know what? We look at each other like that, don't we? What's that guy's story? What, how dare he wear greasy pants to church? Or, or how he, dare he not wear a shirt coming into our town proclaiming Christ? Listen to me. When you know where Bartimaeus came from, it makes the story beautiful, doesn't it? Whether he's half-naked or whatever. And I'm going to tell you right now, when you confess your life to Christ and he peels away those blinders from your eyes, it doesn't matter what you look like now because of where you came from. Amen? Amen. Isn't that good news? Isn't that freeing news? Bartimaeus represents us. Every one of us is blind or has been blind. Maybe some of you are in this room right now and you think you have sight. Well, let me challenge you with that. You may be blinder than you realize. Because if you're sitting in this room this morning and you think, I don't need Jesus because I'm good, I'm challenging you, you're blind. In fact, you're blinder than blind. Because you think everything's all right, but you need healing. Charles Spurgeon gives us this quote. He says, Our blindness is of, is of, is of such a kind that it makes us think our vision is perfect. Whereas when we are enlightened by the Holy Spirit, we discover our previous sight to have been blindness indeed. Maybe some of you out there are blind this morning. I want to invite you. Cry out to God. He will make you see. And He will make you beautiful. Father, we love you. We thank you for Bartimaeus' story. We thank you that his reaction to his faith in you is so exciting and that he just follows you. God, I think back to, to when I first experienced you. And Church, think back to when you first experienced God. That excitement, that energy that you couldn't shut up about him. God, what changed in us? Some of us don't talk about you anymore. God, renew that passion in us. Renew that excitement in us. God, we thank you for Bartimaeus, and regardless of the sinful world telling him to shut up and be quiet, he refused. He knew he had a need, and he cried out to you, and you met his need. May we sitting in this room who have a need this morning go home and lock ourselves in our bedrooms and may we cry out to you. 
Son of God, help us. God, give us the faith to stand up when we can't see. Give us the faith to come to you fully believing that you are going to take care of us because we know who you are. Thank you, God, that as poor, broken, blind people, God, you have given us sight. And thank you, Jesus, because you not only have given us sight, you now share your inheritance with us. You give us eternal life and a place in your Father's home. Thank you, God, because we are wanted. We are loved. And through what you have done, we can now see.